0: Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Claire on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, the ticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary, back with you here on a Friday. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the sarver Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Both those open for you guys the rest of the way. Rico has the entirety of next week off. So Exciting. He, this is his last day for a while. You so. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus on Nebraska recruiting. <laughs> And I'm going to become an expert just like Zach Carpenter. I'm going to come for Zach's job. Yep. Zach, we're coming for your job, I guess. How, how, what, I mean, are you okay with that? Well,
0: damn, I was going to give you guys a couple compliments now, but now I'm just going to start downgrading you. I'm going to, to get a, uh, a, uh, a, a accounts. Um, Uh, what do you call them, a a different Twitter account or on the the message boards like Kevin Durant and start bashing you guys. Damn, Zach's going to open open some burners. Just so I can make sure that I have job security. You know what I mean? I know you guys are gunning for me, so maybe that just means I'm a little nervous, but you got to do what you got to do.
1: So we, we know you liked our still fly rejoin coming out of the commercial break. How do we feel about Through the Wire by Kanye?
0: You know what? I didn't really recognize it. I'm not okay. gonna lie to you guys. I don't want to be fake and say all. Oh, oh, it was <laughs> awesome. It was great. I, 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 that one I didn't recognize. All so right. That's two, you're two for three right now on the uh, recognizing the tunes coming
1: in. Okay. Well, sounds good. We'll we'll give you a new one next Friday. We're joined by Zach Carpenter, the publisher of Inside Nebraska, the the Huskers' rival site. Um, Zach, first of all, I guess, what did what were your takeaways from Huskers' practice on Monday? I know it was a little while ago. And, but we haven't been able to talk to you in about a week or so. So, I mean, what were your just general takeaways? Who caught your eye right when we stepped in the Hawks training center on, on Monday?
0: Yeah, so I was focused on the defense. We split it up. Steve Marrick, uh, our staff writer at inside Nebraska who's covering uh, football as his main beat, he was focused on the offense. I was on the defense. So um, the first thing I noticed right away was uh, Caleb Tanner, just his length and athleticism, mm-hmm. and Garrett Nelson, obviously, he's – I mean he he was doing exactly what I expected of him, giving like all that effort even though it was just like the first start of practice and um going hard, vocally leading. Uh Oshawn Mathis I thought looked pretty explosive when I was watching the defensive linemen and I, I noticed that the edges the edge guys were separated from the they were grouped with the defensive linemen, and then when they separated the edge players didn't go to the linebacking uh go with the linebackers. There was edges and defensive linemen, which I know I think in the spring that was uh that's what was happening but last fall it was different um from what i've read what i've heard what i've watched um but then when i stepped outside to watch the defensive backs tommy hill was the, the guy who immediately stood out i mean um talking with travis fisher a little bit one-on-one he was telling me who's been impressing him on uh la- last friday when after travis fisher spoke um he was talking about tommy hill is uh, doesn't know as much as far as ski, like the scheme they're running and stuff, because he's still pretty new, mm-hmm. but he's like he singled him out as he's one of the passionate, most vocal guys we have in that room, and then um, he was telling me a little bit that, yeah, Tommy, he's a real dude, um, that he, he's been impressing him so far at that that other outside corner spot opposite Quentin Newsome, and then just watching him in those first drills, it's like the first contact drills that they've had, and it's a, a drill to sort of get the contact flowing, get him get him uh, energized and juiced up to start the practice <laughs> and Tommy like uh it's a one-on-one like form tackling drill mm-hmm. and he's like chomping at the bit he was like you just tell like I I took this video and he's like itching he's like getting a couple false starts like because he's like let me hit him let me hit him mm-hmm. let me at him type <laughs> of deal and then he immediately just smacks the helmet on helmet and you could hear just the the physical aggression from him and then like he's just like uh, like screaming, pretty much, like clapping his hands. It's like you could tell that the dude just wants to be here. He wants, uh, he wants that opportunity. And I, I think everyone's been impressed with him, and that I'm, um, I'm no different. I think Tommy Hill has been um, catching eyes at, in fall camp, and I think he's sort of got that that leg up to be the the starting corner opposite Quentin Newsom.
1: We're, we're speaking to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska here, and, and sticking on the defensive side of the ball, I, mean, I think Nebraska fans. Feel pretty strong about Nebraska's defense as a whole but especially that front seven because obviously in the secondary there's going to be a lot of new faces since Nebraska's graduated or, or you know moved on from three guys that were uh, the starters last year but in that front four Devin Drew the Texas Tech transfer still not on campus quite yet today uh, Scott Frost said that they hope that he should be here soon I mean have we approached I mean there are eight practices in or, or have we approached a kind of point where we're worried about Devin Drew getting to campus, or or is that not even a a thought process right now?
0: I'm not sure it's a thought process, obviously, since he's not on campus yet. um, Might be a little behind, I mean, definitely going to be a little behind as Mm -hmm. far as learning the schemes and all that, but if he's staying in shape, if he's doing what he needs to do right now, then uh, you hope that he is, and you hope that won't be an issue when he eventually does, um, when he eventually does arrive, like Scott Frost was saying, um might then take him a, a few games though to get rolling. I mean to get in true game shape. I mean, you're not gonna be in game shape until you know you're actually in the game. That's true. Um but outside of him, I mean, I think that you should feel good about some of the uh the um edge guys that they have, like we keep talking about Garrett Nelson, you're not gonna have any worries about Caleb Tanner, same thing. O'Shawn Mathis is uh is the other guy that I'm looking at. Um I know they t- a couple of teammates and had talked about how he's still working himself into that, that playing shape and like getting used to the rigors of Nebraska's own strength and conditioning program. And when you have three guys like that, um, on, on the uh, perimeter there, I think you have, I think we talked about this last week. Last time I was on was you have three, uh, three outstanding pass rushers. So if you put them all on the field, if you find a way to get them all on the field at the same time or two of the three, like, um, you're gonna have a pass rush that's gonna be able to put pressure on big ten quarterbacks whenever they do go in the air.
1: Zach, so we we've heard a little bit about, you know, very little about the middle linebackers. You've got Nick Henrich and, and Luke Reimer right there kind of anchoring the middle. And then one of the kind of surprises of the fall has been a lot of Ernest Hausman talk. Can you can you speak on that?
0: Yeah, should I say Ernest Hausman, Ernest Hausman, Ernest Hausman? Like as many times as possible, <laughs> guys, SEO uh, mm-hmm. to get more, a few more hits on here. I mean, yeah, he's a guy that he's a guy that people are understandably very excited about. I mean, I'm seeing on our message boards that people are predicting that he's going to be a first team All American by the time his career's <laughs> done. Here, that uh, he's the next Levante David. Holy smokes! Um, I mean, the the, the their sky high expectations or sky high hopes for him at least and he was flying around in the the time I saw him the linebackers the linebackers were uh, if I'm being honest the group I was watching the least out of the three just because we know Reimer and Heinrich the, those two have the the top two positions locked down but um Ernest was someone that Steve wrote about when he was ranking the the 15 freshman coming in who was the most likely to see the field and he had Ernest as number one more of a special teams role but um i mean even on special teams a true freshman coming in can get that experience and show showcase special teams so much of it's about effort and caring and uh just being aggressive and i mean he looked like he was flying around in the limited time i saw him so will he get a role i i, I don't i don't know at least not probably not in the early season because like i said i'm like we've I've said he's a he's a true freshman but i i do think that he has a high ceiling, and the hopes should be high for him. I mean, first-team All-American before he's ever played a, a varsity snap for the University of Nebraska men's football program. I mean, that's a little yeah. – uh, That those are high expectations, maybe a little too high, but uh, there should be excitement about about Houseman.
1: We're, we're joined by Inside Nebraska's Zach Carpenter here on the Happy Hour. Okay, switching to the offensive side of the ball here, uh, you wrote a story and Brian Applewhite spoke the other day as well. Was that just – yeah, just yesterday. Yep. Um, days are getting a little bit lost in the sauce here as we as we are full going to fall camp. But Brian Applewhite said that they're still trying to find a, a running back one. Um, it's it's like a horse race he compared it to, saying that one guy will be out in front, then another guy will jump him and, and things like that. Is that encouraging for fall camp, or, or would you like to see something where right now Brian Applewhite comes up and says, this guy is number one, and that's how we're feeling about him?
0: I mean, personally, yeah, I think it would be better if um... – if there's an rb1 already entrenched mm. uh apple White's, uh made it clear like i don't he, he was kind of uh a little bit back and forth i guess because he said yeah it'd be, I think it's hugely important to have a an rb1 um one of those guys or 1a guy and then he was like i guess we're calling it rb1 now but he was talking about how he he how huge of a deal that is um but then he also said I kind of don't want there to be an RB1 right now because it means that if, if one guy's standing out above the others that the other guys aren't pushing him enough, Like that, that there's not enough competition or talent in that room. And I think uh, the receivers and the running backs, I think those are the two spots, and we talked about this in our uh, rapid recap today just about the last week of, uh, of Nebraska um, fall camp, how those two position groups have maybe the most talent of any – top to bottom the most talent of any position group um on the offense and maybe the offense and defense uh combined but so much unproven talent because of all the transfers and the new faces and um they, they're unproven in the big 10 or even at this level i mean anthony grant is the the guy that we uh, sources have indicated to us is emerging in that in that running back room as the that RB one guy, but still not a ton of separation, but I mean, we're eight practices now, uh, through fall camp. So we got seven to go. So pretty much midway point. The fact that Anthony Grant is, um, sort of emerging right now when we all, I think we all kind of, um, coming into fall camp thought, yeah, this would probably be Anthony Grant's job. Like that th- he would probably wind up being the top guy, but so to see him starting to merge and, um, confidently i think i think that's a good sign going forward
1: all right zach last one before we let you go we're talking to zach carpenter of of inside nebraska haven't been able to talk to you since ashley williams officially decommitted on sunday then committed to auburn on wednesday which isn't a huge surprise first of all i mean where do you think nebraska is going to go to fill that void of of ashley williams jr but then also i mean what what other recruiting update do you have for us
0: Yeah. I mean, Cameron Lenhart is the guy that we're going to keep watching until he does make a decision. That's the top target at that edge spot. And me and Greg Smith, Greg, our senior recruiting analyst, um, we're in agreement that they probably should take three edges in this class because of how massively important that position is and how, uh, Eric Shenander and the the rest of the Nebraska defense has made it clear that they want that they want to use that position more and involve this defense, but it's, looking like they're going to take two edge prospects and they have Maverick Noonan as one Um, so Cameron Lenhart's the one that you have to keep tracking and um, a decision I believe is going to come, I I believe he said this the other day that uh, he's down to Penn State, Michigan State, Nebraska and Nebraska felt just like home to him and I'm reading that after talking with him, knowing him and then sort of reading reading between the lines there Uh, all these players whenever they do make their decision was like the first thing they say. Why'd you choose Nebraska? Well, it felt like home. Mm-hmm. And if he's saying that before he makes the decision, I feel good about where they stand. But before he makes the decision, like I, I don't. I'm not looking anywhere else. Um, he said that he wants to make a decision before his senior season starts. So maybe we see a decision sooner than later. But until then, um, I'm not really wanting to look anywhere else for. How they're going to fill that second edge spot? How do
1: you, how do you feel about Nebraska's chances with Malachi Coleman? It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked about him. I saw he posted on Twitter that he's going to be releasing the top list on uh, here in the coming days. I mean, do you still feel pretty strong about Nebraska's uh, position for Malachi?
0: Yeah, I mean he hasn't visited anywhere else, at least not in mm-hmm. an official capacity. Nebraska is still the only place that he's taken an official visit to, and it's I mean it's like right down the road, hop, skip, and a jump, exactly. jump away, um, and i mean if he's not going to take really visits anywhere else uh just knowing the relationship he has with mickey joseph what he said about the program i mean um i still feel i still feel confident about where nebraska stands with him and um again i have to reiterate this back in march april uh mainly may i i did not think that they had as good of a shot as they as they now do i'm Ten times more confident than I did back then, but I mean, still a little ways to go. Is October fifteenth is his mm-hmm. decision date, the day that Nebraska plays Purdue. So, um, still feel confident. Still a little ways to go here, but yeah, Malachi Coleman, like I keep saying, he's arguably the most important in-state recruit the last decade for Nebraska to land. And if they do that, I think it's a sign of um, the confidence some of these guys have in the program, and especially in, with some of the assistant coaches that they. Uh, that they've hired and brought into the program.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, Zach. Appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the weekend, and we will uh, talk to you next Friday. We're we're just a little over 20 days away from from game one, so we're we're coming down to the wire pretty quickly here.
0: All right, sounds good, Nick. Appreciate you
1: guys. That is Zach Carpenter, the publisher for Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Really good stuff there, um, especially on the running backs and, and defense guys. Uh, especially since he was watching. I was on offensive line. I was kind of watching offensive line and, and and quarterbacks on Monday. So he was watching the defense. Being able to talk, to, yeah, being able to talk to somebody that was uh, right next to the defense. That that's helpful quite a bit. All right, four zero two four 402-464-5685, the Honda Looking Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Got a couple of your thoughts that we want to get to. Um, We'll get to those in the final segment. You guys are listening to The Happy Hour on a Friday on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of The Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.